Welcome to another encouraging message from Pastor Jason Yalbron, lead pastor of One Community Church located in El Dorado, Arkansas. For information about the ministry of Pastor Jason or One Community Church, please visit our website at occeldorado.com. Or you can find us on Facebook by searching One Community Church El Dorado. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Matthew, Matthew chapter 1. And I want to continue the message that we started last weekend called Jesus the Best Christmas Gift. And this is part two of this message. And I I don't plan to preach long, but that's the famous last words of a preacher. (laughs) Ducks quack, preachers preach. So I'm going to try not to be too lengthy, and then we're going we're to conclude with uh, Holy Communion. Matthew chapter 1, we'll start reading in verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her in public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name what? What's his name, church? Because he will save his people from there. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Verse 23, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Jesus or Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. So real quickly today, what I want to do is I want to unwrap Jesus. And I want to tell you some of the things that you get when you unwrap this greatest gift, the best gift ever, Jesus, and what comes with Jesus. Now, this is not an exhaustive list, but this is a few of the things that you're going to get when you get Jesus. Are y'all ready for this? By the way, did you know there are churches that meet every Sunday and don't have a clue who Jesus really is? They don't know who Jesus is. We don't meet to mourn that our founder is dead. No, we celebrate because he is alive and we can open up the gift of Jesus every single day of of, of all year long. Can I hear an amen? Is it all right if I come down here on the floor? Jason Sneed, are you here? There he is right there. Last week he said, Pastor, you had ADHD or whatever you call it. He He said, I liked it. Would you do it again? Here it is. Number one, when you get Jesus, the greatest gift or the best gift ever, number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. When you get Jesus, when you unwrap Jesus, you unwrap the supernatural power of God. The supernatural power of God, meaning it's not natural. It's supernatural. It means it it exceeds your logical brain. When you get Jesus, that's the Jesus that we serve. it's beyond our understanding is what we get when we get Jesus. It's supernatural. 
It's not logical. Scripture says what is impossible for man is possible with God. It is possible with Him. And we have to get to the place as believers that we believe, actually believe, that our God can do anything. And I don't know where, where in the church we misplace this idea, but with God, with Jesus, all things are possible. Can I hear an amen? That there is such a thing as the supernatural power of God, and when He touches your life, you're never the same. That means things that can't be done in the natural can be done in the supernatural when we pray and we seek God and we believe God. Amen. Everybody say the supernatural power of God. Now, one more thing under this point. In Luke 5, Jesus talks about this. There will always be critics. Always critical people. There are critical people of this church. Critical people who are critics of the supernatural. Because this is why they're being critical of this church. Because it's supernatural. It's not natural. They can't put it in a box. They can't understand it. So they don't know what to do with it. So all they know to do is be critical of it. Amen. So you will always have critics when it comes to the supernatural power of God. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear a better amen? amen. Man, that was good. Here's number two. When you get Jesus, you get joy. Everybody say joy. joy. Did you know Jesus wasn't a sad person? No. Unless you were religious and then he made you sad. When the people would leave Jesus' meetings, they were full of wonder and amazement. Wonder and amazement. What's that word wonder mean? I wonder what just happened. Amen? People used to say about my dad all the time, my dad was a pastor, as many of you know. If you don't know my story, my dad was a pastor. And my dad had this ability to tell you off and you didn't know you were told off. And you'd walk away going, I think he just told me off. I'm pretty sure he did. I wonder what just happened. How many of you know when the supernatural power of God starts happening, we start wondering what happened? Amen? What just happened? People were filled with wonder and amazement. When he fed, this is crazy. When he fed the 5,000, they forgot they hadn't eaten. Church folks went to church and forgot they, they haven't even eaten yet. That means 12 o'clock, Brother Abel's happened, and they didn't even know it. Think about that. Jesus was full of joy, unspeakable joy. Joy this world doesn't understand or doesn't comprehend. I want to tell you, there's joy in the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Come on. Joy. Everybody shout it out. Joy. joy. Come on, shout it out again. Joy. joy. And listen, this joy, you don't have to be high. You ain't got to have a Budweiser. Coors Light. By the way, all those commercials look so good, don't they? They promise everything but deliver nothing. There's no joy in it. You take those people, you go to those bars at night. They're not having fun. That's what the world's wanting to sell you. But I'm here to tell you today, when you open up Jesus who came to this world, was born in a manger, come from a virgin, you get joy that is beyond anything you can imagine. Amen. 
It is joy. The Bible says unspeakable joy. There's an old song, this joy that I found. The world didn't give it to me. Oh, this joy that I found. The world didn't give it to me. And if the world didn't give it to me, then the world can't take it away. Can I hear an amen? Everybody shout out joy. joy. Told you I had ADHD today, didn't I? Whatever you call that. Everybody say number three. Number three. When you get Jesus, you get divine healing. Y'all hear me, balcony. You get healing when you get Jesus. You get divine healing when you get Jesus. That's why I said a minute ago, people go to church every Sunday and have no clue what they get when they get Jesus. Because when you get Jesus, you get healing. You get the supernatural. When you read about Jesus in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you can't go two paragraphs into the Scripture there without seeing people get healed. And you cannot not read those verses and not see the supernatural power of Jesus. You get healing when you get Jesus. People will say, oh, that was for then. It's not for to now. Not for today. That's what they'll say. Well, what about the scripture that says Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever? What are you going to do with that scripture? Because if he did it then, he will do it today. Amen? If he was alive then, he's alive today. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And we can have everything he promised us we could have. That's why I said people, come on, give the Lord a hand clap. That's why I said people go to church every Sunday and they don't have a clue who Jesus is. That Jesus wants to heal your body. Come on, if you need healing in your body right now, lift up your hand right now. Father, I thank you that every person that raised their hand is healed in the name of Jesus. Every person who's raising their hand will experience the healing power of Jesus this Christmas Eve. And we give you praise and glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. We're not done with that. We're, we're going to pray for people here in just a moment. I feel, man, I feel the Lord in here today. Here's number four. When you get Jesus, you get forgiveness of sin. You get forgiveness of sin. John chapter 8, the woman caught in adultery. Y'all remember this story? She was caught in the act. The Bible says she was caught in the act of adultery. And the religious folks, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious people of the day, they drug her out in the streets to stone her. Y'all remember this story? They were going to stone her. And Jesus started writing something in the dirt. We don't know what he was writing. And there's a lot of speculation. But as he wrote, one by one, they started leaving. And Jesus said, where are your accusers? And she said, I have no accusers. And he said, neither do I accuse you. He said, go and sin no more. He cares about your future. What you do, you receive him. This is two things you do with Jesus. You receive him or you reject him. That's the only two things you can do with the gift of Jesus. He's not some family member shaming you. Can you imagine the shame of this woman caught in the act of adultery? Can I tell you today, Jesus is not looking to kill you. He's looking to save you. I said, Jesus is not looking to kill you. He's looking to save you. Amen. Listen, they wanted to bounce rocks off her forehead. 
That's what they wanted to do. And Jesus came along and He rescued her. There is no such thing as I have messed up too bad. I'm telling you, you give your life to Jesus and you serve Him, you will not recognize yourself one year from today. I double dare you to start serving Jesus today. I double dare you to serve God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind starting today on Christmas Eve Sunday 2023 and next year Christmas Eve 2024. You will not recognize yourself. You won't recognize your life. You won't recognize your kids. You won't recognize your marriage. You won't recognize your finances. Because Jesus touches everything. This is not some little holiday with some pretty little bows and some Christmas trees. This is a holiday where we celebrate the supernatural power of what Jesus can do in your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I see him doing that for, man, I feel that. I see him doing that for somebody today. Somebody today is going to experience the Christ of Christmas. Your past can't save you. Your future can't save you. It is what you do right now with this decision. We are, we are sowing seeds in this church every single week because this thing is going to explode and it's going to go out of here and it's going to go out into the streets. And when you come here, you will not stay the way you are. That's why next week I said we're coming for a spiritual mature audience because this church is going to push and force you to change. Amen? You're going to change and you're going to grow. You're not going to just change on the surface. It's change on the inside that comes outside. And I've said this for years. Churches don't grow from the outside in. Churches grow from the inside out. Because it's you growing. It's you growing. It's you growing. It's you growing. And as you grow, then you start growing outside the church. Mm, 2024, I'm coming for you. I said, I'm coming for you. One community, I'm prophesying this in the name of Jesus. One community church will be bigger than just El Dorado and this eight acres that we sit on. One community church will spill out of here like an Acts 2 church. And we're going to go out into the highways and the byways. This thing is too big to be stuck in a room. Can I hear an amen? Number five. This one here may shock you. But when you get Jesus... Jesus opened up financial overflow. When you get Jesus, you're not broke, busted, and disgusted anymore. We're seeing girls. I mean, we, we've seen young people come to church here. God save them. God get inside of their heart, and things start happening to them. You and I just had a conversation with a girl the other day where her whole life is changing. I mean, had nothing, nothing and now God is opening up supernatural doors, not just in her spirit, but in her finances. I mean, she's getting jobs. She's getting things that are starting to happen. Why? Because she opened up the best gift of Jesus. Amen. The best gift ever, which was Jesus. Can I tell you today, Jesus wasn't broke. Jesus wasn't broke. In, in Luke chapter 5 is the story of Jesus when he, when he first met Peter. And they were fishing, and they'd been fishing all night, and they hadn't caught anything. And Jesus said, go cast your nets on the other side. They caught so many fish that the nets broke, and they had to call in other boats, plural, to come in and get all of the money, because that's what it was. That was how they made their living. This was life-changing money. 
That's what happened. Getting quiet in this Presbyterian church. Overflow. Everybody shout out overflow. That, that one catch of fish is how a lot of theologians believe the disciples supported themselves all of those years following Jesus. What's crazy is, and I read this this morning, John 21, Jesus, after he was resurrected, he met Peter again on the seashore. Peter was out fishing and he said the same words, go cast your nets on the other side. And they caught so many fish, the nets wouldn't hold it. And I believe that's how they went into Acts 2 and was able to afford what they did in Acts 2 and go out and minister the gospel because they had supernatural resources that did not come from this world. Can I hear an amen? In Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 3, you will see where Jesus received offerings and there was a lady there in the household of Herod who supported his ministry faithfully. I don't think y'all like financial overflow. He said, go get the boats, plural, having nothing yet possessing all things. In this church, let me say this, I'm going to declare this over this house. In this church, you will never know poverty. I hate poverty and I hate what it does to people and I hate what it's done to our city and I hate what it's done to our community. We will not know poverty. When we open up Jesus, we open up financial blessings. Let me move on because y'all don't like that. Number six, when you get Jesus, dead things come to life. When you get Jesus, when you open up the gift of Jesus, dead things come to life. John 11, verse 25, everybody knows the story of Lazarus. And he said, I am the resurrection and the life. life. Everyone who believes in me will never die. Is that what it says? Let me ask you today, what's dead in your life? Is your marriage dead? Is your finances dead? Is your relationship with your kids dead? Jesus don't just give you strength to live through your addiction and your recovery and all those things. He can resurrect your life and you can overcome in Jesus' name. In Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. When He's done with you. Hallelujah. When He's done with you, you won't want drugs any more than you want to drink Clorox. When he's done with you, you won't want alcohol any more than you want a can of sardines. Come on, church. Man, i got to praise him right now. I feel Holy Ghost goosebumps all over me. Father, I praise you in the name of Jesus. I, I declare that over this house in the name of Jesus. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Let me ask you, did you see anywhere in Scripture where Jesus said, Guys, pray for me. I'm really battling today. Do y'all see Jesus say that? No. What, what was Jesus? There's another one. Was Jesus going in and out of sin? No. Well, let me ask you this question. Who lives on the inside of you? Come on. Who lives on the inside of you? Jesus. The Bible says we are in Christ according to Romans 6, 1. You know, you hear this saying all the time. Once an addict, always an addict. Show me that in Scripture. Show me that in Scripture. Romans 6, 2. I have died to sin. Well, what, do you, what do you do when the desires come back to sin, Pastor? Temptation is not sin. It's the act that's sin. Thoughts come to everybody, but did you do it? The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. 
The Bible says casting down every vain imagination that would exalt itself against God. Everybody say this. I am dead to sin. When we were saved and we were baptized, according to Romans 6, we died with Christ. When we took you into that water, that's where our baptistry sits when we baptize. When we took you into that water, you died when you went under that water. You died. Everybody say, I died. We died to ourself. Did you know people, um, people in, this is crazy, but I think about this a lot. Did you know people in cemeteries don't get offended? <laughs> you know why? Because they're dead. When you're dead, you don't care what people write about you on Facebook. When you're dead, you don't care what the gossip is out on the streets. Dead people aren't concerned. A true Christian is dead to themselves and alive to God. Romans 6, 4, he raised us to new life. Romans 6, 6, we are no longer slaves to sin. Verse 7, when we died with Christ, we were set free. Everybody say, I was set free. The devil wants you to think, that this, all of this Pastor Jason is preaching is a bunch of horse hockey. He wants you to think this book is horse hockey. The world wants you to think everybody's smoking, everybody's drinking, everybody's living in sin, everybody's committing adultery. Listen to me. No, with Jesus, we have power over sin. With Jesus, we have power over sin. Can I hear an amen or something? Everybody shout this. Live. Come on, say it again. Live. Amen. I am no longer. Y'all remember that song we used to sing? I'm no longer a slave to sin. I am a child of God. Come on, say that again. I am no longer a slave to sin. Why? Because I am a child of God. So I want you to do this for me as I bring this in for landing. Miss Marianne, if you would come. Quit saying, I am sick. Quit saying, I am sick. Listen, your faith will never rise above your confession. And if you're going to confess gloom and doom and agony and despair and broke and busted and I don't have enough and I can't make it and all the, if you're going to confess that, then your faith is going to stay right there. But when you can, the power of life and death is in this tongue. And when you start saying, I'm not sick, I am well, I am whole. When you stop saying, I'm a sinner and you start saying, I'm forgiven and I have died to sin. Amen. Quit saying I am broke. Quit saying I have mental health issues. Quit saying I am depressed. Romans 6.14 Sin shall have no dominion over you. Why? Because you opened up Jesus, the best Christmas gift. And when He comes in your life, it changes everything. I'm not going to have anything else but what this Bible says and tells me that I can have. And anybody that would tell me different can kiss my gospel grits. Amen? Because this Bible says, I got Jesus. 
I, I didn't just open up some random temporary gift on Christmas morning. And we love those things and we're for those things. And we'll do that tomorrow with our family. But I'm telling you, we opened up Jesus and He changed our life. He changed our life. Hallelujah. Can I tell you today, the devil don't have to get defeated. He's already been defeated. He don't have to get defeated. He has been defeated. You can't curse what God blesses. You can't curse what God blesses. So good luck at staying defeated. Good luck at staying depressed. How about this one? Good luck at dying early. Jesus said, live. I am the resurrection and the life. When you believe in me, you'll never die. You will never die. Because he said, I have come that you may have life. This is John 10, 10. I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Let me ask you today, what represents grave clothes? Is it the death of a child? Is it the loss of a business? Is it the loss of a marriage? And I get it. Man, I get it. I've been there. I've done it. I know what you're going through. And somehow, some way, we think if I move geographically, I can get away from it. But I want to tell you today, you don't run from your grave. You get set free from your grave. You don't run from your grave. You get set free from your grave. Can I hear an amen? How do I do it, pastor? The Bible says to be saved, you believe in your heart and you confess with that mouth that I just said a moment ago. You confess, I am no longer a slave to sin, but I accept you, Lord, as my Lord and my Savior. When you get Jesus, you get so much more than a cute little Merry Christmas story and a cute little candlelight communion service. You get something that will absolutely, positively change your life. Hallelujah. So I want to do two things here. As we close this service today and we get ready to transition into communion, I want to do two things. First thing I want to do, we're fixing to take Holy Communion. Now our church has what is called Open Communion. What does that mean? That means you do not have to be a member of our church to participate in communion. Okay? But you do have to be a member of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Big C Church, which means you have to be saved. Because if you remember, when Jesus broke bread with his disciples, key word, disciples, he only broke bread with disciples. So if you're not a disciple, then you don't need to break bread. Amen? So if you're a Christian, you can partake of Holy Communion. So what I want to do today is, is we unwrap the gift of Jesus I want heads bowed and eyes closed and nobody looking around in this room. And I'm going to give two invitations today, and I'm going to ask you to do something this Christmas Eve that's a little different. I want to ask you, and it shouldn't be different, but unfortunately in churches today that's different. People don't do this anymore, but we do it at one community. We're going to give you an altar call, and we're going to ask if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that this Christmas Eve you would make him the Lord of your Savior. How do you do it? Number one, you recognize your sin. Number two, you repent of sin. And number three, you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
So today, if you've never received Jesus with heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to ask you to do something brave and bold. I want you to step out of your seat and come to the front of this building. If you're here today and you haven't been living for Jesus like you should, and you want to come back and you want to start a new year ready to meet the Lord, then I want you to step out from where you are. And I want you to join me right down here in the front. Here's the second invitation that I'm going to give, actually the third. If you're here today and you're sick in your body, I believe that God's going to heal you. And I saw probably 50 hands go up a minute ago that said, I need healing in my body. If you fit any of, that, any of those criterias, I want you to come to the front of this building. And as we partake of communion today, I'm believing God's going to touch you and heal you. Would you come to the front of this building today? Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to join us next week for another encouraging message from Pastor Jason Yarbrough and One Community Church of El Dorado.